On a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a fan of Patrick Waugh are you? I'm an 11 out of 10, and the literal translation of Roi is king. Uh, part of the reason I love him so much is that we are very similar, and my guess is the book on Patrick Waugh would be very similar to what the book is on me. He's uncontrollable. My dad would be proud of that fact. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two, coming at you on Game Plus Television. I want to uh, check in with our friends in Lethbridge, Alberta, who just turned us on. Not going to name you, but uh, thanks for making us part of your day. Afternoon out here on the East Coast. Still morning out there in the West. As we bring in the moose, Darren Moose DuPont. And what I can just sense, Moose, I can just sense it. This is going to be a very fun second hour, our final hour of the week as we ride into the weekend for what looks like a really great sports weekend by the way, and it is a Flame Tech football Friday. Flame Tech, your industry leader in combustion services. We'll probably give a little bit of a Rough Rider Ticats preview. Lions, Elks as well. But last hour, for those that missed it, Mark Stephen was on, the Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary Stampeders, wondering why all the bull Levi hate, where it's coming from. Where's it coming from? And I'm like, oh, I can give you names, Mark. I can give you names, and we all know who they are. I just don't want to be that guy today. But why, why haters got to hate, Darren? Is, that, is it simply hurting people hurt people? Is that, is that always the genesis of this? Yeah, must be. Always, 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 always. People who are happy and content and in a great place don't lash out at other people. It just doesn't happen, ever. That's just human nature. Um, but that's fine. We know that there's a lot of people you know, struggling or want to bring somebody else down. Um, but you know what? Bo's going to do his best to try and shut them up, and he's 1-0, and, and, you know, granted he didn't finish the game, and we hope he's going to be okay, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know where the hate's coming from because he's still one of the best quarterbacks in Canada. The best statistically, I believe, but by the way, we, we, we had a fun little kibitz with this guy in the chat named Billy Um. And he's turned it to a complete troll job on Duran. So I'm not entertaining it anymore. He was asking where Duran is and is he out with a hangnail? And I'm like, same thing. He's hurt his toe. Duran's a gamer. And I can tell you right now, <laughs> it's a football Friday. We will get around to the hockey talk in a minute. But I was with a rider coach at an event we were doing. And Duran was there too. Yet another story that I've told on the air before that you've heard, but a lot of our new viewers will not know this. Deron Carter, close friend of mine, son of Pro Football Hall of Famer Chris Carter. And Deron was telling me how he doesn't work out. I actually said, this was around April. And I'm like, Deron, how is your off-season training gone? And you can just imagine the smile on his face. He's like, well, Rod, let me tell you something about my off-season training. I don't work out. I'm like, <clears throat> what? And he goes, no, I, I believe that your life has a finite amount of workouts in them, and I'm not going to waste them in my 20s. I plan to play when I, until I'm 40, so when I need to work out in my 30s, that's when I'll work out. But for now, I don't work. Okay. So later that night, I'm at this event with the coach, and I said, listen, I don't want to rat on Duran because he's my guy, but did you know that he hasn't lifted a weight all winter? <laughs> and the coach says to me, you, you don't think we know that? And he's still the best player in the league, and he still never gets hurt. Who are we to tell him what to do? 
But the interesting thing about Duran and why I think he's turned over a new leaf coming back into this 2022 season after being out of the league last year is he coached here just 23 miles up the road from me. He coached high school football. It's given him a completely new perspective on life. And I, I'm just telling you right now, I think this is why we haven't heard from Duran coming out of training camp. He's not the same Duran. That's why it sucks that he's not playing Saturday night because of a toe injury, because he wants to prove, Darren, a lot of people wrong. And you can only do that when you're on the field. Yeah, you can. You have to be on the field to do it. And it's funny. I can only imagine Duran at training camp after being a coach, you know, going up to his position coach, going up to Chris Jones, Coach Jones, Coach Jones. I've been on your side now. I'm so sorry. I'm going <laughs> to fall in line. I'm going to follow the drills. I ain't going to, you know, I can only imagine how that conversation went. Dude, it wouldn't take that. I mean, I had a friend of his. Watch your feet. I'm going to drop some names. James Wilder told me. Because, like, listen, if you know Duran, you love him. Okay? Because I hated him before I met him. And then, then I met him and I get him. Namaste. So, James was telling me from a meeting with the Argos when Duran was there Mark Tressman, one of the greatest offensive minds the game has ever seen, has his pointer on the board going over plays. For that week, and <laughs> Duran's in the back room. Coach, 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 don't you think we should do this? And Wilder said, Tressman just. <laughs> and because the thing was, it was because Duran was right. And that's why, <laughs> that's why I love Duran, is it's, it's hard for us to bite our tongue when we know better. It's hard. I know. So anyways, um, on the Bo Levi thing, Gino DePauli's watching in Okotoks, Alberta, and he says, Bo Levi might go down as one of the greats. There's Flutie, Moon, Calvillo, Allen, Lancaster, McManus, but could on the Mount Rushmore, the CFL quarterbacks, could he be on the Mount Rushmore CFL? There's one. We've done the CFL Mount Mount Rushmore overall. You've done yours. I've done mine. And it was Lancaster, Buono, I want to say Damon. Lancaster, Buono, Damon Allen, and Warren Moon. And you did yours. But if you want to do a quarterback-only mountain rush, I don't know. Bo's going in the Hall of Fame. If he never played another game, he's going into the Hall of Fame because as we have learned or I've deduced over the years, you only need to win two Great Cups as a starter to get you into the Hall of Fame. He's got the all-time winningest percentage, winning percentage, so he goes in. Um, but all-time, Mount Rushmore, I don't think so. I don't know where you slot him in. You know, for me, I start at the top with Doug Flutie, Warren Moon, and Anthony Calvillo. And pause on Anthony because he's behind any of those guys. Those are the three. And then you got some debate. Damon Allen, probably the fourth for me. But there's a lot of guys who could be right there you know where does bowl fit in i think if a little more longevity and if he continues to do it he'll probably wiggle his way in there did i say lancaster if i didn't say lancaster shame on you me. lancaster's no, on you did yeah i did okay i'm okay couldn't yeah. remember if i did or not because there's only four spaces you know mm-hmm. um for the hockey fans that are viewing and that guy in lethbridge is a hockey guy but he also is somewhat interested in the cfl 
Our poll, our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, do you believe the NHL would like a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup? The results are narrowing a little more. I think the last that I saw on Twitter, it's like 55% are saying no. That's the, I should look up the latest. Capital Automall, by the way, with dealerships all across the prairies, including Winnipeg, Regina, Calgary, and Edmonton. And well, actually, on, on uh, Twitter, it's holding steady at no. 75% of respondents say no. The NHL does not want a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. So if we can bring the moose back in. It was a fun little ditty to talk about, and we could kick this around for a lot of hour two. Um, somebody said no, but they would like the Leafs to win. And I don't think any philosophy or conspiracy theory, I'll listen to them all. You think they want the Leafs to win, but nobody else? They might be on to something. They might be on to something, but if they are, clearly it shows that there is no amount of conspiracy, fake calls, ice conditions, travel. There's nothing you can do to make them win a Stanley Cup. So if the league thinks they can interfere and make Toronto win a Stanley Cup, it's not happening. That's funny. Um, Phyllis is watching in Winnipeg, and she says eight of 32 teams are in Canada, so that's one quarter of the league. The stats indicate that the U.S. teams will likely win 75% of the Stanley Cups. Yes, but it's not based on that. I don't think I've ever used this line with you, Darren, but I will now. Statistics remind me of the guy that drowned in the river that had an average depth of three inches. You know what I mean? It, no. Yeah. You would think that he can't then. Um, so it's been since 1993, and, and I get what you're saying. If there was a conspiracy, there, there, there's no conspiracy. Um, Vancouver's been to Game 7. Calgary's been to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup. The Oilers went to Game 6. No. The more I think about it, there's absolutely no way that the fix is in with the NHL with any of these series. To be honest with you, I can't remember who. Somebody, older people got to tell me who it was. There was a guy, it was a hockey fighter. He said he played for the Rangers, I think, like in the 70s or 80s. There was a thing going around that hockey fights were rigged. It was well before your time. That it, it was like a Don King boxing type thing that it was the fix was in, hockey fights. And the guy said, yeah, if hockey fights were fixed, I'd be in more of them. They're not fixed. <laughs> By the way, it's 111 Eastern, 111 Eastern. So we're on the right track. Adam in Hamilton writes in, he says, Hey, Rod and Darren, Oski wee wee. I was in Montreal for the preseason game against Ottawa. My first game in Montreal, and it was a great finish. I'm grateful we're getting a full season this year. And it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. We've been discussing it the last couple of days. How much coverage should we give the CFL? And Darren's like, as much as we want. We're fans. I'm alumni, for God's sakes. So let's talk about it. Um, I'm glad that the CFL's back. It, it, it's like that documentary we started watching last night on Netflix. What is it, the one on the Lakers? Winning time? Winning time, yes. Yeah. 
So Jerry Buss said uh, when they were looking at drafting Magic Johnson out of Michigan State back in 1979, he's like, I don't care whether he's black, white, polka dot. He makes me feel good. Watch it. It makes me feel good. (laughs) Remember that line? And I'm like, watching the CFL makes me feel good. So I don't care about the people that don't or the people that buy tickets or don't buy tickets. It makes me feel good to watch and talk about the CFL. And um, wild ending last night. 38-yard field goal with 30 seconds to go for Calgary to beat Hamilton. Uh, sorry, to beat Montreal, 30-27. Tonight it's Ottawa at Winnipeg. But we, hey, we don't believe that every game is going to be back and forth, wild lean changes, and go down to the final minute. I mean, that was kind of a dream scenario for the season opener. That's exactly what you want in a season opener. That is, you know, the CFL in a nutshell. The wildest three minutes in sports, the final three minutes of the game. You know, that's what you want. It's in doubt. They're making plays. They're moving the ball. It wasn't just, you know, a tight game where nobody was doing anything. It was high scoring. It was, it was perfect. It was awesome. And it was a great way to start the season. Trying to keep it on football knowing full on that we're a hockey country in Canada and that's what they all want to talk about um, so we'll go back and forth ambidextrous as they say because Tacona Pally in Winnipeg and I, I say this as respectfully as possible reading his comment he says Rod conspiracy again the NHL has had it out for the Winnipeg Jets ever since losing the 1973 lawsuit to, the, to Winnipeg and the WHA uh, no Winnipeg just hasn't been very good. Let's not forget about that. There's a conspiracy against us. These teams. No, you suck. I'm not saying the Jets, but there's just... It can't be our fault. Gino DePaldi goes on to say, Winning time on HBO is unreal. But it, did, it, did it not make you yearn for Los Angeles Moose? Like the, yes. the scenes, the scenery. Oh. The, oh, man, it's such a dream place. This is better. I know. I believe South Florida's better. But LA is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And when they talk about the forum and, you know, um, I don't know if you're that far into it, but he's going to basically take over the forum, Jerry Buses, and turn that into a business and have events in there every day and, it's super cool. We were driving around there, you know, uh, in L.A. And, uh, yeah, it does. It makes you miss it. And it's a cool place. Well, yeah, what it did make me wish is that we had stopped in the forum when we were there. Instead of walking around it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the yeah. new stadium, the new home of the Rams and the Chargers is like literally right across the street. Like not even a block away, a half a block away. And it was interesting talking to uh, Kelly Rudy about that. Uh, and you were there in the room of Grey Eagle when yeah. he came down, and uh, he was like, Rod, were you in L.A.? I'm like, yep. And uh, he's like, where is that new stadium? Kind of ironic that the new stadium was on Prairie Avenue in Los Angeles. Yeah. And as is the Inglewood Forum, and we're a bunch of Prairie boys sitting around talking about it. Um, Craig in Calgary watching. On Game Plus says, ever notice how many conspiracies involving sports in every league somehow revolves around the team you cheer for? Oh, yeah, I made a career out of it. 
is the voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And by the way, I get a we get a break. There's a guy here today, uh, Darren. When I say today, Chris. I don't want to say his last name, but we're gym buddies. See him every Friday at the gym. And this morning, uh, we got talking, and he's just cool, man. Cooler than the other side of the pillow. And he's like, I really enjoy your show, man. He's got this northeastern sort of Boston accent. And he was the guy that said, how about those Estevan Bruins? I watch your uh. podcast. He's always got the wink going. And uh, he, he was, he's, I want to say he's the editor of like Business Weekly or something. And if Chris is watching right now, I apologize if I got it wrong. Chris, I'm telling you, man, he's pretty cut up for a guy of his age. Really cut up, actually, for a guy of his age. But he said to me, he says, you were in the Canadian Football League on 20 years. Was it the Stampeders? I'm like, God, no. We're friends now. But I said, we're sworn enemies, man, for a generation. <laughs> so they're following. They're following. We'll continue this when we come back on uh, Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including the Sunshine State. Live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the RP Show originating from South Florida, one half and the other from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. For a while longer, and you can always write us. I want to get into the um, viewer comments here, Darren. I'll tell you, Fridays might be the most fun day because for everybody, week is over, we've talked about everything. And I, actually, in the break, I was like, let's get into some fake news which I'm, I know you're here for, right? That's always fun. Because yes. we've covered, like, we, I've covered, if you were listening to the sports, we've covered the Blue Jays, the NLL, the CEBL, the CFL, the NFL, NHL, and I've got people from Winnipeg writing me here about Bruce Cassidy. Let me start there, okay? The guy goes on Twitter by Winnipeg Jets Rob. <laughs> he says, uh, at Rod Peterson, with the firing of Bruce Cassidy from Boston, where do you think he ends up? Major coaching carousel this year. Is this the year many teams go younger coaches with new mindset? Most coaches have a good resume, difference being longevity. In the end, oh, we're let go. Well, that is, frankly, the misnomer. I'm actually glad that he brought this up. I know it's a football Friday. I will say Bruce Cassidy will probably go where Barry Trotz doesn't. Trotz would, would appear to be the pick of the litter. Our poll yesterday, he won running away 78% of the vote. Barry Trotz is the best available coach. So Barry's going to pick what he wants. And who of the teams looking for coaches, by the way, Philadelphia, Dallas, Vegas, Winnipeg, Boston, who would you take out of that? If you had the pick of the litter, if you were Barry Trotz, knowing that he's a Dauphin Manitoba boy, I can see him going to Winnipeg. That might be the best roster. But... And I don't think they care about where they live or the weather. I really don't. Um, so I think Trotsy takes whatever job he wants. Bruce Cassidy picks up the scraps. And so I could see a Dallas, maybe Philly situation for Bruce Cassidy. NHL Network this morning, they were saying 
that Cassidy has already has had interest from several teams. Well, of course he's going to say that. That's his agent talking. But how would you answer that question? I think Vegas is an interesting market. It's probably the best roster available. Stanley Cup ready. It's a they're a contender today for a Stanley Cup, but it's a very volatile work situation, right? I mean, there's no stability there. You're worried that you know, one, one season not winning the cup and you might be gone. So Barry Trotz may want to go there if he wants to win, um, but he may not go there if he wants to make this a long-term home, right? So Winnipeg makes sense too. Um, Dallas has a good roster and will compete. they got a great young goaltender, so there's another situation. Boston, we don't know what we have yet. Great veterans, got some good pieces. Obviously, they're coming off a 107-point season, but are they on the upswing or are they on the downswing? And that'll depend. So I think Bruce Cassidy, Barry Trotz will go to teams not looking to rebuild. They'll be going to teams ready to win now, like maybe Dallas, Vegas, or Winnipeg. Isn't that interesting, that whole thing where taking your power back or giving it away, Barry Trotz has the power. I mean, Jamie Thomas was on here the other day, Jets radio broadcaster, basically I felt like he said the Jets want Barry Trotz, but they also would like to make an announcement soon. But Trotz, he's, this is on his time, and Barry's agent's a pretty good friend of mine, and he ain't tipping his hand in any regard. I talk to him almost every day. And yeah. eh, we'll decide when it's time. Good for them. I think it's awesome. Because most teams, <laughs> most times the teams have you by the balls. Barry Trotz has them by the balls. I think it's great. Um, Sean in Vancouver, or specific, yeah, Vancouver, he writes in on the 902 line, 902-518-3033. Happy Football Friday. I thought both offensive lines did a great job last night. Shout out to the big hoggies. Ah, he's talking about Thursday Night Football, Stampeders beating the Alouettes 30-27. It was a good uh, game, and that way, and Glenn Suter was, uh, noticed that. He singled out to play the offensive line and their tremendous blocking. Craig in Calgary, regarding CFL attendance, or I think attendance in sports in general, he says, attendance is attendance. It's just the way it is these days, and the way it has been for maybe the past seven years. What I wonder is, if all of the people that claim to love the CFL, but continue to crap on the league and its broadcaster, actually make the effort to buy tickets, read online stories, and download the apps, that's how fandom works, and how the league knows people care. Not bitching to a sports show. And that's, that's, it's in my commentary today. I opened the show talking about it last hour. I don't want to get into the attendance. The CFL clearly isn't going to die. I don't know what it has running through its veins, but the CFL ain't going to die. So it's like talking about the Arizona Coyotes or these Marlins down the road where you wouldn't even know that Miami's got a Major League Baseball team. Nobody talks about them. Nobody goes to the games. But they're there. So the difference for the CFL is you can, I like the toxicity and the negativity I saw on Twitter last night. I, I put it, my phone away. I'm like, I don't even, this isn't positive. This isn't fun. doesn't make me feel good. So you're either going to buy a ticket and go to the game or you're not. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says, isn't it interesting, Roddy, how Edmonton and BC are packing the place in the preseason or game one? Why is that? Marketing? Can't be. Darren, I did read an article uh, featuring the owner of the BC Lions, Amar Doman, and he said, biggest reason for this surge in ticket sales, 35000 to 40000 they're expecting tomorrow night, is local ownership. He goes, I couldn't run a team in Montreal. I'm a Vancouver guy running a Vancouver team. I think he's just being humble. 
There's got to be more to it than that. Yeah, probably a little bit of both. I mean, I don't know what Amar Doman's doing, but I look at a guy like Gary Peters in Saskatoon, right? The former NHL player. I keep hearing his name. Yeah, I've never met him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great community guy. And he runs a golf tournament and a really successful dinner with the biggest names in, in hockey every year. And he doesn't market the tournament. I said, Gary, how do you do this? You must put posters up. You must do radio ads. He's like, nope. He's like, I go to every business in town and I get them each to buy a table. I go on the ground and I go to everyone door to door because they all know him, right? So if Amar Doman can walk into businesses and walk into schools and walk into these community places in Vancouver and say, buy 100 tickets, buy 50 tickets, buy 10 tickets, right? You can, you can sell some tickets pretty fast. So I do like that. I don't know that that's what he's doing, but I do see the local angle. Well, he's visible and he's cool. That helps. There's something to do with branding. Oh, yeah. Amar Doman has a great brand himself. Victor Kui has a tremendous brand, you know, and some of these guys running the CFL, they don't have a brand. They don't want a brand. <clears throat> they want to sit in the back room and call the shots, but you need to get out like these guys are doing and be visible. I guess that's part of the reason. And I think MR is just being humble. Um, metal shingle guy has found us on uh, the 902 line. He was complaining, which is fine, that the Listen Live feed is no more. But we knew that he'd find us on YouTube, and he has. He says, I was impressed with the Calgary game. Nice to see Bo throwing with some zip. Not sure, but I think he was about 50% or so with a touchdown and a pick before he got hurt. I think he was 211, a touchdown and a pick. If I saw, I saw the liner, I thought both him and VA were drilling the ball down there. I'm like, holy smokes, guys. Pone it down. <laughs> Clearly, training camp didn't take anything out of those guys' arms. It was hard to catch for some of those. Although, wonderful touch on the ball shown by VA on that 55-yard gainer to Eugene Lewis. It was, oh. it was an exciting game. It, I put it, yeah, why do we need to compare? It's a thing about football versus hockey. I don't know why we always got to compare, but it was better than the USFL games I've seen. And by the way, Kenny Gill is watching in Scranton, Pennsylvania right now. He writes in and says, hello, Rod and Darren. That game last night was better than any regular season CFL game all last year. A full camp and preseason games make a huge difference. Also a lot better than any USFL game this year as well. Looking forward to the rest of week one. Yeah, having the practice time, having the preseason games, that's all part of it. Now, you're more of a football guy than me. You know, they say that football is like, what do they say? It's one big dance, choreographed dance. But your Titans missed some weeks of practice a couple of years ago and went out and kicked the crap out of their opponents. So kind of made me think that maybe it's a little overstated. Agree or that disagree? It was the Buffalo Bills. And yeah, maybe a little overstated. I mean, you can get to work and put a product on the field pretty quickly. Um, you're still going to have a camp. Even in a shortened season, they had a little bit of a camp and, and got moving. But uh, for whatever reason, the games are really entertaining to start. The game, uh, has been really entertaining to start. We'll see if the rest of the week follows, but we're off to a good start. It's one game. Thank you for the pump the brakes, as they say. But it is a good start, and kudos to them for that. Yes. Ward in Winnipeg writes in, 
He says, hey, Rod and gang, Bomber's going to beat up on some lumberjacks tonight. Beautiful weather, too, plus 26 Celsius. Signed, Ward in Bomberland. And he's got blue bomb emojis, football, and the cup. Should have had two cups. You should have been watching last hour when we sang happy birthday to your team president, Wade Miller. <laughs> you think it's got That's back to Wade that we were singing happy, happy birthday to him? Uh I hope so. I'll, I'll, I hope so. I'll Facebook him. Larry Dye in Medicine Hat writes in. He says, I love the Stampeders uniforms, but for some reason I crave KFC after the game. Right? There's, now yeah, KFC doesn't sponsor us. There's been two instances here that there's been an ambulance. Back doors open, lights going, somebody being wheeled into the ambulance right in front of a KFC. Almost stopped and took a picture. Twice! <laughs> Adam Unbelievable. in Hamilton. Adam in Hamilton. Oh, he has sent a photo of himself at the game. Hey, Rod, here we are at the game. Ah! And we don't have producer Clark to pull the photo off the text line. That's too bad. It's a photo of Adam at Montreal, as he said. Well, you can do it. What? No, well, I could do it, but it's probably, I'll tease you, it's going to probably end up on our social media feeds later today. Okay, it's on the 902 text line. Oh, you like that, eh? Send us your CFL fan picks. I love it. Why not? Look at us. Look at us, the CFL good guy squad. Um, From Daryl Paquette, he's watching on Game Plus TV in Sherwood Park, Alberta, the home of Sam Steele. He says, go, Elks, go. Arbuckle will light up the Lions on Saturday. Fear the deer. What has you so bullish on the Elks winning Saturday night, by the way, at BC? Because have you not heard? Nathan Rourke is the talk of the league, the quarterback for BC. I know. What are you going to call it? It's Nathan Rourke and Michael O'Connor. You had the Canadian Air Force in Saskatchewan, the receiving corps. What's that two-quarter Canadian quarterback going to be? Bob and Doug? Or what are, the, what are we going to call Dude, them? whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just make a uh, hosers reference? Yeah. That was literally in my head. <laughs> was it? I almost said, yes. Coo, 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 coo. Serious man. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I don't know, yeah. man. The wavelength. Um, but I don't even know what I was going to say. Nick Arbuckle. That's why. I, you know, yes, I got excited at that one week of the preseason. He lit it up. But we're waiting for him to take a huge step forward and become the guy. He's the guy in Edmonton. And I think he might be a guy who jumps off the page as an MOP candidate in the CFL. So if you have a quarterback that can do that, you, you're going uh, to be very successful. So if Nick Arbuckle plays well, they'll win. Nick Fatty Arbuckle, one of my favorite quarterbacks in the CFL. A quick text before you run. Tiny Tim writing is from Abbotsford, B.C. He says, the ticket prices for the Lions, and I imagine the rest of the CFL, are too expensive. Cheapest Lions ticket is 68 bucks. 68 Because I can't convince any one of my friends to go, and I'm the age demographic that they want at the games. It's crazy. That from Tiny Tim. But Adam and Hamilton, we got the shot. Adam from Hamilton, sent this photo. It's them at the game in Montreal. So can I say this? If you go to a CFL game and take a shot, we'll put it on the air. How about that? Yeah. Send us your photos. So Tiny the Tim. Line. Yeah. I get it. There's the number, 902-518-3033. Moose, we'll see you for overtime. You bet.
Dwayne Ford joins us next from the CFL on TSN Crew. You're watching a Flame Tech Football Friday on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the RP Show. It is a football Friday for Flame Tech, your industry leader in combustion services. I'm telling you, uh, it's the golf capital down here. It's the fishing capital. It's the football capital. Tom Brady is all the rage, not denying that he almost became a Dolphin in January. We'll talk about that a little more later in overtime. We're talking CFL now. What a wonderful opening night. 30-27, Calgary beat Montreal at McMahon last night. This guy was not on the call. But Dwayne Ford will have a call this weekend. I know it from the CFL on TSN. How are you doing, Forty? Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Mr. Peterson. Which game can I look forward to you calling on ESPN Plus down here this weekend in week one? Uh, I've got a couple this week. So I'm starting Friday night. I've got uh, Ottawa in Winnipeg. So I'm, uh, I'm in the peg right now. And then heading to Vancouver for the Elks versus Lions, Big West, uh, oh, West Division. That might be the one that I'm the most interested in, but let's just let's go through it all if you don't mind, because I know you love the talk. Uh, sure. You couldn't have had a better season opening game than the one last night at McMahon, do you think? <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what, I, I wish I could tell you more about it other than the score, as I, uh, I actually found myself with a five-hour flight delay out of Toronto getting to Winnipeg. Oh. So I, I literally spent the, uh, the entire game Pretty much the entire game's actually sitting on the tarmac in Toronto next to a 300-pound uh, man as I was crammed in my mid- middle seat. So I, I think you probably had a better experience with the game than I did, but I was was certainly keeping track of uh, of it with, on CFL.ca. Yeah, it was awesome. Lead changes, big plays that had everything that you want. Some controversy with Bo coming out, but I think he's going to be fine. And then this one tonight, I'm interested in what you expect. Winnipeg, home to Ottawa. They're going to raise a banner on Wade Miller's birthday, by the way. Bombers favored by nine and a half. Do you expect a blowout? No, I don't, actually. And and part of that has to do with the timing in the season. Obviously, it's, it's early, and both teams are going to be figuring some things out. Um, and just not, not being that familiar with each other, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And so I think that creates some some challenges certainly i think that ottawa as the team that has changed more particularly on the offensive side of the ball i think ottawa has more of an opportunity to be familiar with what winnipeg is doing than winnipeg has in order to be prepared for for what ottawa ottawa may throw at them coming out so yeah i mean certainly you, you see the bombers as a favorite they're the defending great cup champions they have that continuity going not just from last year but but largely over the last couple of years some key changes of course but um, when you look at the changes that that Ottawa has made, I think everybody from an Ottawa perspective has to be kind of excited about what the potential of that team is going forward. That's the thing. Tonight it's the unknown. But I got it with Masoli and company. But I got to ask you: Was Zach not taking a snap in the preseason games? This is a radical change of the way CFL business has been done in the preseason since I've been following the league, covering it since 91. How do you feel that Zach did not play at all in the preseason? 
Yeah, I mean, this has become a little bit of the the way of the league in recent years. Is and I, I'm with you. Obviously, my first year in the league was 1991, and and it fall it was very formulaic for a number of years. Where you mm. saw, I mean, preseason game number one, typically the starters would play about a quarter, uh, veteran guys. Preseason game number two, starters would typically play about a half, whether it was the first half or the second half, depended depended largely on the coach and on the team. But that was that was pretty much true across the league. And now I think we've seen, especially at the quarterback position with veteran guys, you're seeing teams that I would say are more concerned with making sure that they are healthy to start the season than making sure that that people are in rhythm and have, have had a lot of reps. And, you know, training camps have become a little bit shorter, a little bit quicker, um, you know, less contact, less demanding and so on. Labor issues aside. And so it. Things have changed a little bit that I, I would say that, yeah, teams really with uh, with some of their veteran guys, and again, especially at that quarterback position, if you have guys that have been in the system and kind of know the system, then we're not going to take chances with them in the uh, in the preseason. We anticipate them being ready to go when, when the lights come on for real. Probably a wise move. Again, another thing to be watching for tonight. Can't wait. ESPN Plus is down here. TSN in Canada, of course. We got time for a preview of both Saturday games, if you don't mind. Riders, tie cats. It's the narrowest spread. Uh, two and a half riders are favored. I'm not going to ask you whether you're taking the bet or not, but pretty salacious matchup. Some calling it a Grey Cup uh, preview. What do you think? Yeah, there's certainly that potential, obviously, when when you look at, at Saskatchewan, and particularly with, with Cody Fajardo at quarterback and um, you know, having Duke Williams for a full season to help bolster that receiving group. Um, you know, collectively, I think a, a group that that is very easy to be excited about. And obviously, uh, we know that with Regina hosting the Grey Cup and think back to 2013, that there's going to be a push to do whatever they need to do to to get that team there. If moves need to be made during the season and so on, that that they're going to be aggressive in making that happen, recognizing what the the benefits are to that and what that means for the the province of Saskatchewan and obviously Hamilton back to back defending East Division champions they've been to Grey Cup a couple times in a row um Dane Evans starting both of those games um under different circumstances of course but again a team that has had a lot of continuity over over the last couple of years and hopes remain high I I'm one of those guys when you look both at Winnipeg and Hamilton people will ask about about favorites coming in you know, I, I subscribe to the the old Ric Flair theory that you got to, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. And so you've got to upset the defending champs, I think, in each of the divisions to uh, for anybody else to to become that favorite. But Saskatchewan certainly a very serious contender in the West. And I envy you, uh, 40, about the BC game because they're saying the largest crowd since 2014, since the infamous Dennis Skulski guarantee. I was there. They're saying 30, that night, 35,000 to 40,000 uh, Saturday night with Chris Jones riding into town. You got the Nathan Rourke story. Like, for, These are two teams that are picked by everybody to miss the playoffs. Why am I so excited about this game? <laughs> I think there's lots to be excited about. I mean, there there is that that element of the unknown that you talk about. I mean, Chris Jones, for my money, is is the most creative guy in the Canadian Football League. And... So for as much as you might think you know Chris Jones and you know what you're going to get, there are going to be surprises, and you have absolutely no idea. And then on the other side, obviously, people have talked a lot about the the Nathan Rourke storyline, the Canadian quarterback, and 
you know, I mean, the, the hope that goes along with that, um, you know, I mean, for, for me, Nathan Rourke is a guy who, when you look at his, his college resume, you look at his body of work, you look at what he's done in a small sample size in the Canadian football league. Um, you know, I mean, never mind the Canadian thing. This is, this is a quarterback about whom we can all be excited in this league. And so to, to see him get a very good test against a, against a Chris Jones defense, um, in, in week one, I think that that in and of itself is is particularly exciting. But just the hope that I think that exists for both of these teams. I mean, the the predictions, I'm not a big prediction guy. Preseason means nothing. I keep saying this is why we play the games. I, I don't care who's listed in the top 50 players. I don't care about the power rankings. Let's play the games and find out who's actually the best, not who everybody says is the best. Oh, yeah. Well, it's finally here. Uh, doubleheader Saturday, must-see TV. But tonight's going to be a doozy. As well. Forty, thanks for the time. Always enjoy it. I'll be watching tonight. Break a leg. Thanks for the time. Hey, my pleasure. Stay out of trouble down there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Not much worry these days. Uh CFL on TSN's Dwayne Ford uh, joining us from Winnipeg. You'll have the call. Bombers and Red Blacks tonight on TSN. Uh Taco Time viewer takeover is next. Whatever you'd like to talk about to put a, a punctuation mark on today's fantastic show, that's next. You're watching on Game Plus TV. YouTube Live in 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is Taco Time Viewer Takeover. Uh, before we bring the Moose in for the final segment of the week, a sports update. The Toronto Blue Jays continue a six-game road trip with the first of three contests against the Tigers. In Detroit tonight, the Jays took two of three off Kansas City this week. Tigers recently ended a seven-game skid by sweeping a two-game set at Pittsburgh this week. Phillies interim manager Rob Thompson tries to extend his unbeaten run when Arizona visits Citizens Bank Park tonight. The Canadian is 6-0 since taking over after manager Joe Girardi was fired last week. The Elias Sports Bureau says Thompson is off to the best start by a first-time Major League skipper since Boston's Joe Morgan won his first 12 games back in 1988. Round two of the PGA Tours Canadian Open is underway at St. George's Golf Course in Toronto. Wyndham Clark fired a bogey-free 7-under 63 to lead after the first round. In Game 4, the NBA Finals goes tonight in Boston. Celtics leading Golden State two games to one. Celts favored by four tonight. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source. For Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis, visit today dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, order yours today at g2gbars.ca. Okay, let's bring in the moose for the final segment. And, um, man, I wanted to talk more about Brady and these the dolphins and the talk and everything but i just want to thank all my good cfl buddies for coming on today two of my close cfl buddies mark steven and Dwayne ford day those were some great chats uh yeah what are you taking into the weekend moose you know a renewed optimism about the cfl which i think is awesome you know these guys talking about the league and getting excited for the weekend the great game we had last night i think that's fun and refreshing and i hope we can take that into the weekend and and just be fans of the league which you and i are and that's what i love so i'm, I'm into that 
you know, I'm still so in, you know, into the NHL playoffs. So day off tonight, obviously, but they'll play again on the weekend. So I'm really into that. And uh, yeah, it's just a, been a great Friday. Well, it's interesting because the WHL final could end on Saturday. Uh, game five will be at Rogers Place. The Oil Kings have a 3-1 series lead. And I don't know, I'm quite enjoying the June hockey. And I don't just mean the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean the WHL final, the OHL final, the Q final are underway. And the Memorial Cup doesn't start for another 10 days or so, or at least another week and say, I like the hockey in the summer. But, I mean, don't get too attached. This is still a COVID thing. I mean, we're going to go back to normal here next season, I would think. But I don't mind uh, the hockey in the summer. But that's just me. That's just me. You don't oh, get football it. year-round like this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. The hockey's good. Um, any, well, are you following any hockey besides the Stanley Cup playoffs? Of course. I'm, I'm following junior hockey like crazy. And one of the greatest things is it's on my TV, too, so I can watch the yeah. games. I, I love it. I've been watching that uh, both the Q, actually, because the Q games come on a little bit earlier, and then you get the dub final a little bit later. So I've been watching them both. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. So I hope Seattle can extend the series a little bit um, against Edmonton. Well, I'll tell you what. This would be – I'm not sh- sure that it would be a show for here. Maybe it would be like the Rod Peterson show. Maybe it's a summit. Maybe it's a big Zoom call. But just how things have changed. Uh, By the way, um, that tiny Tim in Abbotsford, he said he's not going because he'll pay the $68 to go to a Lions game, but he can't get any of his buddies to. I told him that I read it on air, your message. He wrote me back, and he says, Thanks, buddy. I saw it on TV on Game Plus. He goes, I feel like the CFL needs to lower ticket prices to create quantity of people entering the stadium rather than admitting that no one wants to go as they raise prices to recoup money. They need to drill the support local and partner with breweries and create and party, create a party at, uh, environment that simultaneously creates a fantastic playing environment. Hey, listen, I agree. He is reading from the same uh, hymn book that we've been p- preaching here for ages. This is my point where, where, where the summit comes from. The Memorial Cup for years was just a beehive. It was just like the who's who was there, man. It was like the who's who. And in 2001 in Regina, I mean, I was working morning, noon, and night. I didn't even really enjoy it. It was 11 straight days, whatever. It was my dream, but I didn't get out to really see anybody. I was buried by working, which is fine. It comes back in 2018. And it was nothing like it was in 2001. Not a lot of the scouts were there. None of the, well, there were scouts there from every team, but the GMs weren't there, like the NHL GMs. Not all of the hockey people from across the country were there. The games weren't sold out. I'm like, what happened? What happened within the last 17 years? And with Craig Button on here earlier this week, he's like, I'm not going to the Memorial Cup because they don't have the prospects playing. It's not like it was. But my point, nothing's like what it used to be. And I'm not going to be that old fart and say things aren't like they used to be. But they aren't. But what's fascinating is watching Amar Doman with the BC Lions and Victor Quee with the Edmonton Elks like, like literally grab sports in those towns by the scruff of the neck and rescue them all out of the fire. That's what I see happening, and it's cool as hell, man. Super cool. It's so cool. And, you know, in the marketing debate, it really depends on what your goals are. We don't often look at what our goals are and what we're trying to accomplish, right? If the, if the goal is to make money, 
Soak your fans for as much as you can get and try and maximize profits. And that's cool too. That's a business goal. But sometimes it's about creating hype and capitalizing financially later. And the league in those markets are doing a great job at getting some hype going. Yeah, well, the hey, there was CFL people didn't like hype they didn't like buzz when i was stirring stuff up my god i had took 40 lashes that's why i don't ever want to go back into that league anymore last minute of play in hour one maybe it's changing but look at the look at the dolphins what have they been talking about for days on nfl on sports talk radio miami is tom brady maybe coming to the dolphins they don't care that it might hurt to his feelings it sells tickets it gets buzz but they haven't wanted that in the cfl they've been allergic to that for years and maybe it's coming back if it is good for them because i'm not going to be part of it by the way metal shingle guy writes in wants you to know for some reason that the weyburn kfc buffet is open again i gotta build myself up maybe i'll go back i don't know we'll see (laughs) i'd be willing give it another shot it's a fantastic place he just got a shot of uh yeah something bad that day Moose, great show. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. See the rest of you people Monday at noon Eastern here in the RPG.